This is Joaquin Xavier from the Voice Party Podcast. This episode has been brought to you by All Roads Overhead Garage Doors. Call now, 510-375-8756. That's 510-375-8756. Get your garage door today. We, oh man, we, we're really excited to have you on here. Um, you know, we usually just goof around, and, and I mean, I mean, it's not always That's goofing fine. around. I know, yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's uh, you know, we we touch on on serious stuff. Uh, uh, like now, we started to uh, when we first started this, we were just gonna goof around and have fun with it, and then uh, you know, I've had I've had feedback with people. Oh man, I really enjoy listening to that. It helped me out, and and like i said it has been a lot of richmond because I, I grew up in richmond these guys are you know from from the area i do, I do the stand-up comedy shows in richmond because i you know that, that was my thing and and doing so i i ran a, i came across a lot of people that are doing stuff for the community like urban tilth yeah uh other you know people who who are you know dedicating their themselves to to better richmond and and being from the area man i just I, I I think I saw you. What, what year did you graduate? Because I I, <laughs> I, I could have sworn I saw you in high school, man. I graduated from El Cerrito High back in 2008. Before that, went to Adams Middle School. Okay. Was at Cesar Chavez when it first opened up, but spent two years first grade and kindergarten in Mara Vista. So that's okay. just kind of like All my right. timeline of school. I graduated Richmond High in 2008. I think I, I, think I did. Did you go to Snowball? No, I didn't go to snowball or prom or anything. Okay. I just was like, do I want to eat or buy this ticket? I'm, I'm going to choose eating. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Never <laughs> Very mind. responsible. That, that is, yeah. Yeah. I, cause I just, I, I, you look familiar. I'm sure we ran into each other some, sometime. Well, one of my friends that I grew up with since I was seven, he was going to Richmond high when I was a senior. So sometimes oh, I'd meet up with okay. him afterwards and okay. see if you want to kick it. So I would just like hang out outside and wait for him to get out. And then it's like, Hey, what's up? And okay. we go do whatever we did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Man. W- one of the things that I wanted to ask you is like, what made you want to get involved in, in, in local politics that's it, i'm asking that as, in my you know because for me this is just, that seems kind of uh at my age we're the same age apparently right yeah 29 29, 29 yeah. yeah finally i mean i wish you didn't say i was 35 or 40 no, i was no, starting no, to feel no. bad about myself for a little bit. <laughs> i've heard 30 when i was like 22 because i had facial like more facial hair and i was fatter you know so <laughs> no yeah as soon as i got elected i met with some high schoolers about a policy they wanted to push through city council and they did a presentation and one of the questions was what is your favorite app and because i said facebook they looked at me and said oh this obviously has to be you i responded why does it obviously have to be me because facebook is for old people evidently and when i asked them and inquired how old did they think i was they voted they said 34 to 37 that was a sliding scale they gave me i was 26 at the time they even carded me to make sure i wasn't lying this is how serious it was (laughs) so thank you for just recognizing i'm 29 (laughs) i think it's because of how you handle yourself Sometimes it makes you look older. You have an air of maturity to you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, Lord have mercy. Well, thank you very hey, much. You're in office, man, <laughs> like me. You know, I, I mean, you have to. I'm like to, a man child. So. <laughs> I, I mean, I, honestly, you have to have a, a certain. What's the word I'm looking for? 
uh, persona. There you go, persona. Thank you very much. You have to have a certain persona that makes you look above the fray, in my opinion, in order to excel in the court of public opinion. Unless, of course, you're uh, a certain dignitary who I will not mention right now, you know, who can pretty much get away with saying whatever he wants. <laughs> you know, there's but. only one good thing about that. There's only one good thing. I have to find optimism in anything. Of course. The main good thing about that is, is I can confidently look at any kid in school now and say, anybody can be president. You can be president, too. <laughs> <laughs> this just proved it. <laughs> it you is worried? okay. <laughs> Are you worried about those D's? Pshaw! <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, the thing. Um, <laughs> I like the way you said that without. Oh man, that was, that was excellent. <laughs> you didn't laugh at all. Yeah. You said that with a completely straight face. <laughs> <laughs> because I have to spend a lot of my time laughing in the background. There's some things that get said at city council. I've had to exit myself from the stage and just had to go around in the back. It's like I cannot right now i can't sit here with a straight face and pretend that this is professional then the rest of the dais kind of loses professionalism and then well i heard they give classes about us at uh, berkeley college about how not to be how not to conduct yourself in a professional setting <laughs> somebody told me that i'm like oh that's that's nice i'm glad we're contributing to people's education that's funny you say that because i saw a picture uh, of you someone posted and you're like screaming in this in in this big meeting i'm like wow i wonder what he was saying that looks awesome like i want to i want to be able to you know, because I, I have pictures of me performing, and I, it looks like I'm saying something important. I'm actually just doing like dick jokes and stupid stuff. You know, I, I, I'm just wondering what you were saying in that moment. You know what I'm talking about? That picture, where I, you're like I screaming. I scream. Just let the process happen and okay. just vote already. Okay. <laughs> we were that. That's what I was screaming after ramping myself up. I told myself I wasn't going to yell, and the more I started talking, the more my body started to lose control of its soul, and I was losing its grip. It's like holding on to a ledge and knowing that you you just this is it that's what was happening to me in that moment as i was speaking it's like don't yell melvin don't yell uh-oh let loose <laughs> just kind of just kind of oh. like whoops <laughs> i'm sorry oh man it, i was i was when I, that was one thing i was going to ask is is i mean it must be difficult because you know working with people not, how do I say this? Like being in those meetings with people who have completely different viewpoints. Well, viewpoints, but like they're voting against stuff that you know that's like hurting your loved ones in certain aspects. You know, like I know your thing is rent. Like yeah, as, I, that's one thing I saw pictures like, and I've seen your yeah. post about the rent mm -hmm. when you were running, and when you're in those meetings with people who have you know who are pushing for the complete opposite of what you're for. Well, I've done a lot over the years to tell myself that and teach myself that everybody's going to have a different viewpoint for mm -hmm. me. There's six, maybe about seven billion people on the planet, and I'm not expecting them all to be identical to me or have identical viewpoints. I try to see other people's point of view to right. where... It was crucial for me to make three categories of people. You know, you got good people, apathetic people, then you got dickheads. 
I don't care if somebody has. Some are all three. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, well, like me, there's some things I got to be apathetic about. Like, I just can't. No, I can't. Not not today. I can't yeah. be in this one. <laughs> but um, but uh, no, but, you know, I don't care if someone has like an opposite viewpoint of me. I don't even care how hard they push on it. I care about how they push from it. And if it's coming from a legitimate place, if it's coming from a sincere place, like this is what I actually believe. This is what I actually think is the right thing. Okay. I'm all right for agreeing to disagree and then having a code of conduct on how to, you know, respect each other and those viewpoints, but still fighting without compromising anybody's integrity. However, for more of the ignorant folks, however, I might be less kind as to how I handle those viewpoints, and I'm still going to do what I do because I don't do what I do for me. I do it because I work with a bunch of people who have benefited from this, who have been in the struggle, and who sacrifice their time and their energy and put their vulnerability on the line just to make something happen. And I feel like it's my responsibility after getting people involved to be there on the front line too. I'm scared all the time as well. And it's hard to be in that kind of exposure, but you either believe in what you believe in or you don't. And everything that I fought for is because I believed in, and I believed who I was fighting for too. Hmm. With that, you just touched on that a little bit. uh, And I wanted to ask, are are you one of the younger people in these meetings? Like, in, in, in your age group because uh, I mean, from what I've seen everyone's like oh sorry about that I forgot that. everyone looks like they're either what Gandalf or Palpatine yeah. I mean <laughs> I didn't say that that was all him Joaquin but yeah yeah I mean both ideologically and physically oh, right like Gandalf and Palpatine that's a good oh I mean it really just <laughs> It really depends on the setting. I mean, for a lot of for a lot of years, it's like, yeah, I would constantly be the youngest person. The only time I wasn't the youngest person was when somebody brought their kids to a meeting because they couldn't find a babysitter. Then I was like, yes, finally, I'm no longer the baby of the group. Who's with me? I to, <laughs> the kids. I had to clean to a seven year old that made fun of my tan lines just to feel like that I was far, finally part of the old people. In the group. <laughs> That's the thing you gotta love about kids. They're just frightenly honest. <laughs> and you don't know whether to correct them or just give them props sometimes. It's like I'm confused, but I digress. Yeah, for a long time I was like starting to be like the youngest person hey, like for many years. Started, right? Yeah, well, no. Um, my story, if we're backing out to the beginning, actually oh. starts back in 2011. So that's when I was. Uh, just turned just turned 21 and i was looking for another job because as soon as i graduated high school i was dealing with a lot of depression Mm -hmm. uh that was the collapse of the market at the time so being able to go after grants and get books or anything like that was difficult tempted to go to college dropped out started working under the table cleaning up foreclosed homes for somebody but it was like paying me nine dollars an hour and i would stay there for like eight hours out the day but we did five hours worth of work so i'd only get paid those five hours and because it was a contractor there wasn't a consistent pay schedule (laughs) so there was a a lot of times where i had to rely on friends that just so happened to be at events with spaghetti plates just to be able to feed myself and be like okay i'll be good until tomorrow at that time so i dealt with that for a while just helping support my mom take care of basic needs and then looking for another job i was hanging out with a friend 
We got a random text message about a canvassing job just to go out and invite people to a meeting. And I said, oh, well, how much does it pay? $12 an hour. Now, at this time, $12 an hour was something I had never made in my life. Yeah. The closest mm-hmm. I had was $100 a day for destroying stuff. That was the best job I've ever had, and I ain't, ain't never had nothing like it since. <laughs> <laughs> so it was the community organization, ACE. I didn't get hired at first because they found the people they need. They called me back a week later. First place they sent me to was to go door knocking in North Richmond to invite people to a community town hall meeting about community. But yes, I 2011? said. Yes, 21. I, I said North a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's your bulletproof vest. <laughs> like North, you want me to go where? Oh, jeez. And I had the joke I heard people talk about on AC Transit. We should pay an out of towner to walk around the block five times just to see if they make it. That was a joke passing through North Richmond on the 76. I was like, and you're sending me there to talk to strangers and go to their house and ask oh, for man. them and give me your information. <laughs> Did they provide you with bulletproof vests? I had to have a bulletproof smile and just say, hey, I'm from here. You're from here. How about we just... Should have had a shirt on that said, I'm not from Central. You know, this is a, a funny story about about like how North Richmond is a is a different beast. Well, it was it back then. It was a different beast. Uh, a friend of mine um, was, you know, at, at the time, he was a graffiti artist. But in 2010, mm-hmm. he was doing some stuff in North Richmond. And uh, the cop pulled over and saw him and he said hey man what are you doing here and you know he was trying to cover he had paint on his hands he was trying to cover it up <laughs> and he's like oh man i'm just here visiting family and it, he was he's a white guy so then the, 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 the police officer told him listen dude i know almost every white family in north richmond and i know i've never seen you before i think you should just get the hell out of here as soon as possible that was that was what the cop told him didn't care about the paint didn't care about wow. <laughs> he's like this was like yeah, 2009, 2010. Like that's, mm-hmm. North Richmond is a different. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was. That's actually what I want to talk to you about. And that's the funny. You. And that's the funny thing, though, because about about that day and that whole experience. You know, mm-hmm. I'm laughing and joking now about saying <laughs> North Watt and everything, but I didn't end up going out there first oh. day at work. Yeah. I'm just like, damn, first day at work, you just threw me right in the belly of the beast. But let's <laughs> do it. But what I started to discover, though, was when I was talking to people. You know, nobody was like rude to me. I never yeah. felt like I was in danger at any point in my life. The only time I felt like I was in danger was when my canvassing partner would say, "Oh yeah, we better go for these knuckleheads." Come on, I was like, I was in the zone until you scared me about phenomenons. I like, don't tell me about the boogeyman. Let me just pretend like he don't exist. Yeah. <laughs> and, and honestly, it, it, I oh, uh, some years ago, a friend of mine was dating a girl who had some family out in North Richmond, like. This is maybe eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, a few of us were hanging out together, and we made a pit stop where she worked. There was some, some corner store out there. And uh, my other friend is getting nervous as heck. He's he's, he's like shaking, and, and he's just like, dude, like we need to get out of here fast. I said, look, the moment you start looking nervous is the moment you start looking like you don't belong. What's the key thing that North and Central Richmond are famous people, the citizens of either side are famous for asking each other. Are you from Central? Are you from North? If you look comfortable, even smile a couple of times, they may assume you belong here. But if you're looking over your shoulder, that's what's going to get both of us killed. Stop that. 
Laugh a little. I don't even care if you got to pretend to laugh. Just look like you're at ease. It's like these rules, like when you encounter a bear. <laughs> make yourself look big. No, you have to get on the fetal position. I mean, you know, my friend was like 300 pounds, so he already looked big, you know. Oh, <laughs> he got man. that covered. He was like, I don't want to be a target because I can't hide easily. I don't want to be seen out here. Let's go. <laughs> That's why he was nervous. He, he was, he was, uh, he's like, I hide in plain sight. This isn't hiding, sir. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because like when i first i was warned i mean i grew up in richmond my whole life you know so when i first uh um someone warned me oh don't go to north richmond i remember someone telling oh stay away from north richmond but it's like north richmond is where my uncle david lives it's like oh you mean there oh yeah but, i mean i knew it was dangerous but just when they tell you be careful like that's when you actually notice I don't know if I'm explaining it right, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I knew the whole, that place growing up as a kid. For you, it's not a big deal. No, it was yeah. where Uncle David lived. And, but when and people start saying stuff, it starts to, like, you get shook. Yeah. Like, He's like, wait, these candles are there all the time. Like, what happened there? And then you figure out, oh, shoot. Okay, that's why there's candles everywhere. You know, I, over there and almost anywhere you go, I guess it's all about how you present yourself. Like, nothing, nothing is ever really as bad as it may seem. I, I, I heard a story. Somebody from L.A. was telling me um, a few years back that some police officers in L.A. had cuffed a was it was a crip and they arrested him. But rather than take him down to the uh, uh, to the police station, they left him in a blood neighborhood cuffed. <gasps> And I sat at the edge what? of my seat thinking, so did this poor guy get murdered? Like, and they said, actually, what happened was, is the, the, the Pyrus or whoever they were, they found him. And knowing that this guy was not there on, on his own volition and seeing what the police had done actually helped him get back to his own hood. You know, I guess at the time there was, there was peace between the two groups or whatever, and they, 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 they know some manipulation when they mm. see it. So if you come with the right energy and under the right circumstances, nobody's nobody's going to come after you. you but, know? but also the other thing about the perception thing, too, was like when I started getting down into the community, I was identifying people that felt the same way I mm. felt about it, like had the same fear and wanted the same things. Like no one wants to wake up to blight next to their neighborhood nobody wants to feel like it's a direct crime and violence people want to come home go to work take your kids to school bring them back safely or know yep. your kids can walk back yep. safely and that's what i started to identify in north richmond that these perceptions we created are very really they're real but they're not as real as we like to make them. There's a lot of opportunity and passion to make a change and actually harvest like the good and solutions to come out of it. But people are so scared by the perceptions that were put out there that they never had a chance to really engage with people that do give a damn about the community. And what ended up coming out of that was I seen people show up to a community meeting, 200 people in a month that I was doing door knocking to meet their mayor, the council member at the time, and her police chief, and later on down the line, what we were fighting for led to a policy being passed to address blight. So I started seeing the connection, like me just going out there, talking to people, seeing how much people cared, seeing people that could show up can bring leaders to the table and actually lead to something tangible. And I also developed that philosophy of I'm going to tell people to come out to this event or do this. I got to make my best effort to show up too, 
because I have to believe in this if I'm telling them to step out of their comfort zone, out of their homes, and take time out of their day to show up to something I need to believe in when I'm inviting these people to come out to if I'm going to invite them. Is it harder to to get like younger people, younger young leaders to come out? Yeah, really. I mean anyone really, right? Because this. <laughs> yeah, I mean it really it really depends on it really depends on the issue. I mean, yeah. it, everybody has an issue, but for like me as a community organizer, aside from the being a council member, I've been a community organizer for eight and a half years yeah. doing this work, yeah. and. Um, yeah with young folks it really just depends on like what the issue is and now i'm starting to see more and more young people get involved because they're seeing what's happening in their their community but in the beginning it was just kind of like in one ear out the other because a lot of these issues are complicated and it's intimidating even for adults to want to try to jump into this like i'm I'm not an expert. I yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. And I got to remind people, you don't have to be an expert in this. You just need to be an expert on your issue and what you want to see come it. out yeah. of it. Because right, right. nobody can really make, nobody can replicate that. There's yeah. nothing that can. But people show enough to represent their issues is like one of the best things that can. And there are other people that can surround them who are experts to carry that message with them. I, from living in richmond and in what uh, since since i was born to to how, what it is now what do you think has been the re- the, the biggest because crime i mean it's still there but it's nowhere yeah. near what, what it used to be uh, what do you think what do you think has uh helped that and do you think i mean you've been like, a part in that or do you no, yeah I've i mean been, you've seen it but no i mean there's like there's a there's a lot that's happened. I mean, because of what the crime used to be, I mean, there's like a lot of community groups and community leaders that really came together to engage with folks about how to like stop the violence. I mean, more programs and solution, better collaboration with like council members. Like Richmond is like one of those rare cities. Like you could see uh, corruption in midst anywhere you go, but Richmond is one of those cities that will hold their council members accountable for what they want to see because of how politically engaged folks are. Like, I think the level of political engagement has increased a lot. Mm. I think the collaboration and making sure that community members are at the table or something that's increased that's made it better and the fact that there are so many stakeholders who are awake to the issue and community leaders taking charge to where when i do see or hear crime it's always terrible and tragic but it always sounds like it's something that was provoked from other issues that we were unaware of like there were folks that came down to council to tell us stories about people that were about to get into a fight with each other because the other person's son killed their son. And it turns out those folks were actually related to each other, but they were all about to go after each other because somebody started something somewhere else and people wanted to retaliate. Yeah. But it took that intervention on that one individual, Rodney Alamo Brown, to discover that these folks were actually family members and, you know, cooled off the tension. So I think the fact that people are starting to intervene and be involved and actually show that a better Richmond is possible is what's changing. There's a lot of work that still needs to be done, though. And then... As we're improving the community, gentrification and displacement is something that's scaring people, too, yeah. where, you know, someone said, like, 
I knew I was scared of gentrification displacement when I seen somebody randomly running down South 23rd Street at 6.30 in the morning like it was a thing to do. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) they're jogging (laughs) in peace. (laughs) Yeah, last time I ran on South 23rd, I was running out. (laughs) You had your iPod in, your armrest thing, your shoe was like, that's $200 right there, my brother. Like, you know, (laughs) make some money off of this <laughs> there's no pit bull after him <laughs> i you know i i uh, i work i work in education and i i had a, a student who got into some some trouble and uh you know he's he's i you know i, I took him aside in a chat i was like look you don't you don't have to you don't have to steal you don't have to rob from anyone like you you shouldn't be doing these things there are other things that you can do and right now you're young so they toss you in jail or whatever it'll expunge from your record before you're 18 but you don't want to get into this habit and turn around and mess up and then not be able to find legitimate work later on either and you know he, he said to me mr l if i if i run into you not necessarily me specifically just anybody you know, he wasn't threatening me. Um, Are you sure? I would hope not. You know, Are you no, sure? no. no. Um, otherwise, how is he supposed to? You know, how is he supposed to pass English four? I can't. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, he's like, if I run into you on the street and I and I and I and I take something off you, then it wasn't meant for you to have in the first place. And I'm like, well, who taught you that? What? What what reverse preacher taught you this weird spiritual <laughs> belief that you just it just wasn't meant to be if I steal wow. from you? Wow, I, I do remember a kid looking at me when I broke up a fight at Nickel Park. This kid's like seven or eight years old. Oh, wow. I'm twenty at the time. Whenever I break up this fight, not only do I see three, four more of them start to surround me, I was like, oh, no, y'all didn't. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not that little Let girl. Let this happen, sir. I was like, I am not that little girl oh, from okay. Lost World. There ain't going to be no eating me today. I don't know what they told you. But, hmm. <laughs> little Richmond Velociraptors. <laughs> but, the little, but the little seven-year-old kid like, looked at me and said, like, what kind of lunch? And he said, I'll stick you, too. I'm like, little boy. I was like, excuse me like this is mr miyagi versus like I'm like the cobra kai guys daniel russo before <laughs> start kicking all you guys down i'm like do you not understand that the only thing preventing me from laying my hands on you is that i'm not a parent like, <laughs> pretty much you would not it's like if you was my child you would stay in your room all day after first cleaning up every single thing not a lego would be left and you would sit there for four hours and request to use the bathroom three meals a day and you would stare at a white wall not even the corners i will have a sign that says stare here for hours and then when i come back just ask you what have we learned (laughs) and your punishments concludes after you put every single lego back in there i do not want to see this in the hallway we're doing it all over again little boy do not mess with me child But I am not as paired, therefore I cannot do this. Living on two rich crackers every hour. Come back in an hour and have your other two rich crackers. Put it on the rinse. You eat oatmeal three times a day, too. That's I'd be lucky if you get a spoon of brown sugar. <laughs> 
Maybe oh, if I'm man. feeling nice. <laughs> <laughs> After talking about I'm going to stick you too. <laughs> what? You are seven. Where did we learn this? This yeah. isn't Friday. Oh, You're not Craig. I'm I, not no. Nemo. What are we doing? I, I, was, I was driving. Hey, uh, a few years back, I, I, had my, I was playing basketball with my goddaughter. She was eight at the time. and uh, Or seven. And there is this young man who comes up and starts, you know, picking at her as kids do about her shot. And she's improved vastly since then. But it was a certain way that she was she, she was shooting underhand because she was comfortable that way. And then he was like, "No, no, you got to flip with the wrist. You got to flip with the wrist." He said, and she's like, "Well, I'm not I'm not comfortable doing that yet. I'm still learning." And he kept picking and picking and picking until she got mad and yelled at him, "All right, leave me alone." I said, "That's all right. We're going. We're going." And then he goes. What are you talking about, bitch? I was like, excuse me, did you just? So I'm like, I was like, go on, kid, go on, go on. I got It's like I, I, I'm like, I, I said, look, you don't. And I actually yelled this at the kid. I said, you don't cuss at people. You don't. You know what I mean? You don't. That's not what you do. You're like, because the kid was like nine. I'm like, what are you nine? Are you cussing the little girls <laughs> who call people bitches? What's wrong with you? Yeah. I was like, if I was your father, who probably isn't present in your life, oh, I would turn you over my knee and I would think that I was living in Arkansas all over again. Is this the kind of thing they did? You know what I mean? And spank you and then turn you into your mother. And if she was functional, she'd spank you too. But because I live in California. And because I, you know, I also work with youth, I can only tell you verbally that what you've done is wrong. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> man, uh, nine, and I nine, took my godchild upstairs, and I and I was like, I was real tempted. I almost took off my belt too. People <laughs> don't beat their kids anymore. That's the problem. People don't beat their kids enough anymore. Well, you know what? This Beating is, and this, spanking are two different things. This, 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 uh, uh, semantics. Potato, this, tomato. This happened in uh, on twenty third by uh, uh, McDonald's. <laughs> Uh, that's what was it? Mc, oh, McDonald Avenue. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I was driving home from work and uh, I was dropping off my coworker uh, in his house near the area, and we were driving, and there was traffic, so there's a bunch of cars right there, and these kids, they were teenagers, they threw a water bottle, open water bottle inside uh, cars that that had their windows down. It was mm-hmm. in the summertime, and me and my coworker were in an argument. We were not in a good mood. <laughs> we were arguing and in, 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 in traffic. Uh, they threw a soda uh, from McDonald's, uh, uh, threw it inside our car. As soon as that happened, I immediately just pulled over. There was about eight of them, and then we both got out of the car. We kind of ran after them. I mean, we didn't have control over, you know. It's just we like, were, I need to do something. Yeah. Right? We were, you we, just threw a bottle at my car. We I like got to do 20, something. 23, 24 <laughs> at the time. I just, I, we were hotheads. So they just, they threw it in there. We just immediately pulled over. We got out of the car, and they just scattered like pigeons. <laughs> that day, like I, I was, I mean, I wasn't gonna, I was gonna slack somebody. <laughs> As the kids would say, they wanted none of the smoke. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I mean, I, I don't see a lot of that anymore. I mean, that's that's oh, as much I... as as much as I used to see because it, it was, we've had, I mean, I don't know, the parenting has changed. <laughs> around in richmond or oh i i no i mean i uh no i still i still see it oh, because i I, I you know i i door knock now i mean uh, i kind of think like the oh so you still do the door knock no yeah i do i still do community organizing and on the city council at the same time oh, yeah. so i mean i'm like i do see it a lot and i mean i have actually seen like 
what shock what's been shocking to me is like more kids actually take like legitimate curiosity as to like what's happening like i remember when i was door knocking uh, around the foreclosure crisis we were fighting for a program to fix people's mortgages because you know their house would be worth like two hundred thousand dollars but they're paying off a mortgage of like half a million still yeah. and their bank ain't trying to readjust it to where they just are paying like whatever the house is worth hmm. so whenever i uh, door knock some kids about this i remember a kid asking me like wait what does it mean for your house to be underwater i was like you know he was actually curious like what's happening what's going on mm. and you know at the time xbox 360 was still hot and he <laughs> was just playing uh fifa on it i think it was like fifa 2014 mm. <laughs> and i just looked at him i said you know how much an xbox costs right i'm like yeah and you know it's like 200 dollars. Mm. yeah now imagine that xbox being 200 dollars, but someone's telling you to pay 500 dollars for it do you think that's right nah that's what they basically doing with this house right now that's why i need to talk to your mom but just give her this flyer and you have a good night <laughs> see that that's that's what that's what i mean by being young and you can still you know you can relate to someone like that that's yeah. a big difference right like, because one of those gandalf or palpatine individuals <laughs> up there that you're working with would be like now come here now what is this the nintendo you own kid and sometimes it's just very very condescending as shit i'm like yo like no 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 don't talk to me like that you are not my parent i know who my parents are one of them died oh, before yeah. i was born and the other one is waiting for me to bring her some groceries you do not mm -hmm. talk to me this way but yeah no i mean did you get a lot of that when you were running i i get i still i still yeah i got a lot of it when i was running and like i even kid kind of a thing well not even like us not even like a slow down kid thing i mean you know how you know you got your supporters you got people right. that you know will support you they're down for you and you know they'll back you up and actually talk to you like a human being yeah. i would have other people describe to me how i probably should be feeling like i know this is scary and this is very intimidating melvin but just know we will be here for you you have all the support you need we can get you a whole list of folks to support as well new people i'm just meeting for the first time like you and i have never had a conversation still like, still like I've, I've seen <laughs> you five, i've seen you five times in my life and most of it was this year yeah who are you <laughs> <laughs> well i you know i the way i figure it is any any smart uh politician holding office would make it their business to reach out and attempt to make allies especially of young potentially young and potentially impressionable colleagues exactly right? emphasis on the impressionable mm -hmm. part if you do this for every us, palpatine needs an anakin yeah but what they didn't what they didn't what they didn't realize is i watched star wars thoroughly i learned, <laughs> I learned you can't bring lessons. them back to life <laughs> okay it's not like, I, i'm not one to be manipulated i pride myself on being stubborn i made a bunch of people laugh during a whole hour of me having to stand off with the site supervisor for not bringing me my my id to school i said <laughs> i forgot well i'm gonna buy you another one i was like that is unnecessary i have one at home sir there's no need for you to buy me one well someone needs to bring you one mama doesn't drive what about her friends they all at work any other questions like you just so stubborn sir thank you very much <laughs> he's like what if your kids 
what if your kids were as stubborn as you? I was like, gee, sir, where do you think I got it from? <laughs> After an hour and 10 minutes, they issued me a temporary ID, and I went on to the rest of my classes. I'm like, I'm glad we had this conversation. <laughs> I am stubborn, so when people try to manipulate me, I'm like, you know, I'm not the smartest person in the world, but... I'm also not Play-Doh, too. You can't mold me. I'm a brick. You got to break me down and reforge me before I'll go with you. So, yeah. so even more, if they, more even Play-Doh if, than Play-Doh. Yeah, even exactly. if, they, if they offered you, like, you know what, man? You do this. Once you're in office, you'll never have to pay for gasoline again. <laughs> I'm just- <laughs> As much as that's, I'm, I'm, it, you know, it, and I also watched a, a lot chicken of movies. in every pot and a car. Oh, in every, I, I also watched a lot of movies too. And one thing that I learned is never make deals with the devil. The movie <laughs> Be Dazzled, starring Brendan Fraser oh, yeah. and Elizabeth Hurley, uh-huh. is a good learning lesson about not compromising your values for the sake of something you really, really want. Yeah. So, I mean, as silly as those movies are, it's like, no, there are actual real people in life that will want you to compromise your integrity or make you feel like you're not as smart as you should be preventing you from really wanting to tap into whatever potentials actually in you are building up confidence wanting to build dependence instead like that's how we do have politicians that are completely dependent on like the democratic party completely dependent on the republican party or dependent on whoever i can actually say the people i'm dependent on are folks i work with in the community that have no stake in this other than the fact they just want to see change now we're going to be disagreeing on how that moves forward but that's part of a democracy it's disagreeing it's talking coming up with compromises learn repeat and just do the best you can with integrity not corrupt it because people want to gain power and there's a lot of power hungry individuals around there that i have to constantly be on the lookout for so this is why i stay as a community organizer and tell people politicians ain't nothing they just a lot of hype just a lot of shows and stuff but cut off the pg and e they ain't gonna have that lights behind them it's just gonna be a person in front of you just like you (laughs) (laughs) i (laughs) oh my bad no 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 no. this is great (laughs) this is great excellent no no no. yeah yeah y'all shouldn't have gave me this coffee oh no no it's 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 a power of folgers man (laughs) i thought well this is secretly a commercial that's the real (laughs) (laughs) we're over here brand name in the coffee and they haven't paid us a red cent yet Folgers is uh, sponsoring his his, uh, 20 what is it 20 uh, 20 campaign (laughs) I take no corporate donations but I do enjoy a good cup in the morning (laughs) (laughs) now uh, so you're running again right yeah i'm running again i told people you know jokingly and seriously like well so far nobody outside who already did hates me completely so yeah (laughs) (laughs) the moment people are just like no you just need to go terrible all right fine i'll go sit down and figure out what other project i could work on in life (laughs) what when you when you ran um uh how long did it take you to decide to make that decision because i mean that's that's, i'm I'm sure that was draining to run for even i mean for i was being pushed to run for like a few years like like for a while but you know i was like move i was like moving around like going through some personal issues of my own and everything and then you know i was still helping out my mom all the time Mm -hmm. because that's all i've you know really got in the world so you know 
I wasn't trying to think about running. I'm like, you know, the people I see up on that dais <laughs> in general, at least from yeah. my perception, have their life together more than I do. So before I take on the big responsibility of being one vote out of seven for a population of 110,000 people in the community for the next four years, maybe I want to have my life a little bit together, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But what ended up happening is in 2015, when rent control started to become the big issue, is because we identified people that got anywhere between 200 to $600 increases, some as much as double the original rent. And, you know, we just seen so many people just being priced out, kicked out unfairly, and we were organizing tenants to, like, fight back, stay in their homes, fight these evictions, organizing tenant clinics. And we knew the possibility of the need for rent control and just cause for eviction. And a lot of tenants got organized and pushed for that. And it ended up getting voted in on July 21st, 2015 at about 1.35 in the morning. And it was a victory. Everybody was happy. But what took place after that was that shady petition went around saying, hey, do you want a stronger rent control sign here? Nobody had the details. Nobody read the petition. It was a petition to revoke the city council's decision, basically. They got 7,000 signatures, even people that did support rent control. A lot of them actually it got revoked. The it got suspended the day before it was gonna go into effect. The day before it was gonna go into effect, they turned the petitions in, and it was suspended before it was gonna be enacted. So read what you signed. <laughs> yeah. Yes, read what you <laughs> signed. Christmas, all yeah. the all that time spent in school, and then they just don't bother to read. <laughs> but yeah, and then yeah, so we gathered petitions again we organized people got enough to get it back on the ballot and at the time with all the candidates that was running it was like maybe one or two that was really supporting rent control but everybody was like killing it they were like trying to go after it you know fear-mongering saying if you do this you're just only going to cause more harm than good and when i ran it was because i was like one of the main people that was like supporting rent control i've been around for a while too and i've been working on my voice enough and a way i can represent issues and talk about things to where i can actively be able to represent issues so it's like hey just run you know this is a last minute thing and i don't think i'm gonna be able to win anyway but at least i could defend rent control and represent all these other issues and do what i do as an organizer talk to people bring people together come together get power numbers develop solutions and figure out how we can push for those solutions and yeah i like about 10 days before filing i submitted my paperwork i Worked with a bunch of political organizations like RPA, so they had a team of folks that were willing to support me. They endorsed me. Other organizations that had a C4 status that worked with me, they did an endorsement process, interviewed me in like the first like few then the first month of starting and it was like three months from election so going through this round of endorsements and meeting with folks that already had connections with from the various projects i worked on across many issues and just fought like hell to represent rent control and never compromise my integrity and yeah people came after me they 
I felt like I was <laughs> I felt like I was the main one that was actually taking shots in 2016. I'm like, you know, there were like nine other candidates for you to, to, for your own disposal. What it is what is it about my Drake hole esque oh, face <laughs> that makes y'all want to go after me? Don't go down that motorcade, man. Grassy you know. <laughs> like the only the only time like the only time like nobody was like talking about me was when they was just talking about somebody yeah. else who was already on the council. I'm like, what about these other? What about what, what, what the others? Come on, I just. But you're the threat. So they were just like, yeah, and I'm just like, you know what? I'm just gonna do what I do, represent my issues, be me, be responsible, and show up and do what it is I said I was gonna do because this is my work. This is what I believe in, and this is what I care about. And lo and behold we get to election day it was the first results came in i was in second place and then after that i was the top vote getter and taking the experience i had in school of just being completely bullied by everybody and made me feel like i was less than a person to developing this exterior shell i felt like i was ready to step into it and I'm just about learning. I recognize I'm not the smartest person on the planet. And there are people out there with information that can help me and help the people I work with and work for in order to build the community that people want to see based on the conversations we have. So I, I always seek it out. I often feel that a president is only as good as his cabinet. Well, and I'll say this: Amazon isn't in my cabinet. You know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, you know, you surround yourself with good advisors. Yeah, it shows wisdom on the part of the person assigning the people, and it also it, it fills in the gaps of what they may not know. Yeah, uh, unless you're talking about a certain <clears throat> individual seems to fire members of his cabinet every other month. It's like they're mm -hmm. gone, they're gone, they're gone, they're gone, they're gone, they're gone. It's gone. I'll, I'll say this, man. Um, uh, I first heard about that you were running and I, and I like when I saw your picture, you looked familiar <laughs> and we became uh, Facebook friends uh, shortly after that. But yeah. I first heard about you through, I forget his name, Fila burger. Uh, oh, oh yeah. 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 He, we <laughs> had been a, going to Fila burger since <laughs> I was a kid. Me too, <laughs> since I was a child and, and, and he, I don't know, a couple of years, like 10 years ago, he took, he took over. It was his parents. Mm -hmm. and, um, Man, I'm trying to remember his name, but uh, I, I, so I was Sam. Sam, there you go. Yeah, I was Sam. sitting there eating, eating, and we were talking about, you know, he was, he was talking to me about uh, how I should be more involved with uh, the city of Richmond since I was from there with my stand up, the stand up comedy, and and um, something, your name came up, and then I saw, I saw your, your, you know, that you were running, and then I was like, oh man, it got me interested in, 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 in you know what's going on with the policies and whatnot so if anything you know it, you, that's why that's why i wanted to have you on because that got me interested in local politics more i mean now i'm living here but i still look at what's going on over there because it's so close and you know at the time i i, I mean we lost our home in the area so it just yeah, yeah. like a lot of people they a lost of their people. home got this place yep. wanting to live in richmond but they're like yeah. all i could do is visit at this point right a lot of a lot of uh loved ones are living on any because you know that's the only place mm -hmm. they can afford now and it's uh and it got me to look at that more because everything that's happening in the city in san francisco oakland like it's gonna i mean it's already like you said it's already happening here yeah and 
Like, there was, like, a study that I looked at that looked at the black nexus, the African-American population, like, in the 1950s, when more than 50% of the population of Richmond, now we're in the lower, like, 15, 16%, possibly. And you notice how all the other populations and surrounding cities started to, you know, their populations of African-Americans went up. And then you start to look at the rents and wages and everything and where these classes are. So you're seeing like housing prices and cost of living go up and the population of the community go down based on race and most vulnerable, which is black and Latinos in this community. So that's just like the other scary thing now being in this it used to be all whimsically like oh you know you know i'm just like oh i get to go to work that's good policy here and there you know it's good and then you know you just see this like weight of like displacement and how cruel people can be or just like really asserting their rights and especially just saying oh yeah people can live here if you can afford it i'm like (laughs) oh wow Jesus was <laughs> please just stay my hand because there's so much you'd like to say uh, I'm running for office I'm running for office <laughs> yeah <laughs> no that the filter that I've had to work on on myself has been phenomenal <laughs> true test of your patience huh well you can let it all out here at the voice party we yeah, exactly <laughs> we got no filter here we got no filter here you can you can some, some filter just some as filter. Others. We got to cut some stuff out every now and then. <laughs> yeah, no, ex- 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 exactly. You know, I'll be filter filter. I'll be unfiltered more when the mics go off. <laughs> nobody, wants to, nobody wants to know a person completely. Do you really want to know what this person looks like when he goes to the bathroom? <laughs> like, do you want to like? Like, do you want to like? Do you want to just hear? I'm going to the shower. Do you want to be there for the whole experience? Like, nobody wants to really know a hundred percent, and nobody wants to hear un. You know, there's some topics yeah. that you can even have with your best friend that you just don't talk about. Like, right. I love you to death. I would die for you, but don't you ever talk to me about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I would say this for every for every. That's strange, why everybody has a diary <laughs> for every strange taboo that will turn the majority of us off. I guarantee you there is that one Elvis fan, that one Elvis fan that would have died to have a picture of Elvis when they found him sitting on the toilet. You know, he died. He passed away. Wow. There's that one weirdo out there. He's like, I need that on my wall with um, all my other Elvis memorabilia. <laughs> you're very cynical because I actually <laughs> believe that there is probably a hundred thousand people that would want that photo. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, you're, you're very cynical. Have a little bit more optimism, <laughs> sir. Come on. People, people take those kind of pictures with unknown people. So, you know, <laughs> look at what Logan Paul did, you know, or was it Logan Paul? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You like not seeing like the reality TV shows of <laughs> yeah. stuff people hoard and buy and yeah. barter with and you think that only one person on the planet of Earth wants to see elvis i'd be surprised if one i'll say this maybe i'll and i'm sure that out of that one hundred thousand people a thousand of them or more would make an altar out of that photo (laughs) and a few of them would come up with a pose and dance on how to represent it because i have seen people do this or came across the folks say this and i'm like hey if you're happy and not hurting anybody 
That's on you. I will not be participating myself, <laughs> and I'm not going to judge. I'm not going to yuck your But this is, but oh, this is something that I am going to cherish with me, and I might have to make fun of, but I make fun of myself, too, so it's okay, kind of. <laughs> All things being I can imagine someone having an altar with that picture, like, when you're hanging out with them and you get drunk, like, dude, you want to see something? <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't usually don't, I don't only my wife knows about this like, that's out. like the true test of passing through the fires of our friendship like you know I've been hanging out for a real good time you want to see my altar <laughs> it's to the king <laughs> and as far as I'm concerned all he's sitting on is a throne <laughs> porcelain though it may be a man uh, has to have a place to do his shit every now and then i mean come on yeah. <laughs> this is the, i didn't want to segue at this moment but I was like, well, one of the things i wanted to ask you is what's your goal for the next time you, for your next campaign to have With, a to have a place to sit down and do my shit that's my goal <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm Elvis Thatcher in Nickel Park. In, in truth, it seems that a lot of your good work has actually been an endeavor to make sure that people can keep the places where they can sit down yes. and do their shit. And exactly. Nobody wants to Excellent. be mobile and shit all the time. I mean, come on, mobile. You no, know, that's why we need to sit. We need to be secure. Exactly, and that, and you're right. That has been, but no. Um, <laughs> Sanitation's important, after all. Sanitation. Oh man. Hey, I mean, they got a book saying everybody that pu- uh, poops. So if we can't talk about shit here, when there's a book out there for children, I mean, come on, how are we really adults? <laughs> <laughs> and am I lying? <laughs> you are certainly not, sir. <laughs> no, I mean, really, like looking at this year, uh, there's still like a jumble of stuff that's happened from last year that. <laughs> It needs to be dealt with. <laughs> like, go ahead, let it out. It's good. No, 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 Everybody no, no, no. got let it out. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but right now, uh, because we are being sued by a uh, by an attorney from Walnut Creek, or he's representing plaintiffs that are wanting to sue the city of Richmond to go into districts. Hmm. Richmond's actually going into district election, so it will no longer be at large. Whereas before, you know, the entire city would vote for whoever was on the ballot, and you know, top three people that get the most votes. Bam, cool. That's your representatives for the whole city. Now they're going to be chopping up the city into six districts, and six council members will represent a portion of the city of richmond so you'll have like the north and east district you'll have like santa fe marina bay however they get chopped up oh wow now i've always been against that because i'm like you know that just me that's almost like gang territory banging kind of like you know that ain't what i'm concerned in my district well i'm fine (laughs) over here why should i care about what's happening over there because we already got that (laughs) and i feel like that's only gonna exacerbate the problem yeah but there are cities in california that have clusters and cul-de-sacs of people of color in certain districts particularly as we're talking about Latinos, that are 
filled with boards and councils that are all white, but not one Latino representative. So there was a policy that I'm not completely adept to, but I understand the basic meaning of it was that if there is ever an identified marginalized community of a protective class that wants to basically go into districts or fight for that representation, then cities are obligated and counties or district or boards are obligated to make sure that that progressive class, protected class has a every right of an opportunity to be represented therefore going into districts and making sure they have a district at least of one protected class mm -hmm. which latinos in this group are what we're talking about yeah. right now and how they're represented it now we got to go into district elections and i asked the question like what if all right they they pulled up the example actually like if a city was entirely let's just say one race completely and somebody sued over this district stuff the bar is so low you would still have to do it so here are your options you pay a little bit now to go into it or you fight a lawsuit you're probably more than likely going to lose and then you still gotta go in the district anyway so i didn't vote for it because i'm like no i'm not <laughs> no i can't like it's not i can't i know the situation we're in but i can't do this because i just fundamentally do not agree with how this is going about and oh yeah the other thing that made me mad about this even if we put this on the ballot and people in the city decided that they did not want to go into districts, it doesn't matter because this lawsuit is still looming. Oh, yeah. So we got to figure out what the districts are going to look like. We're going to have to re-update the maps again because they're working on 2010 census data. Wow. A decade has passed. <laughs> a lot has changed in 10 years. <laughs> Very much as a lot of changes in 10 years. I have a full goatee now. <laughs> used to just be a mustache and something on my chin. It is full. <laughs> Half of San Francisco's moved into Richmond. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Richmond is the new San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> and, um,. But yeah, then they're going to have to update it from the 2020 census data, and then we're going to have to see how those lines look then and how the districts will be broken down, and we're doing it in two phases. So that's coming up, so just figuring out how we're just going to, I'm going to navigate through that and make the best possible decision out of a crappy situation. Uh, and actually, the schools and communities first petition that's going around to reform Prop 13. And for those I don't know what Prop 13 are, basically, not the exact date. I keep on getting it jumbled up, but I think it was like back in 1978, like 1970s, uh, Prop 13 was passed to basically keep people's tax rates that they pay on their property at that rate for mm -hmm. back then benefit for homeowners and that's how it was sold for homeowners which is good you know keep mm -hmm. homeowners taxes low nobody wants to argue with that right, right. however for your major commercial properties all around the california coast that make multi-billion dollars internationally who are still paying for those property tax rates and will be paying those forever because nobody ever really moves out of a corporation, do they? No. Or out of a property. Yeah. If it's so, it's not for like 100 years or at least half a century. Right. You'll see that. Eventually, they'll go the way of Toys R Us, but not yet. <laughs> yeah, not eventually. Yet. <laughs> and yeah, so the main folks that get to benefit from this are not the homeowners that signed up at that time. Some have even, Some are still living in their homes, and that's good. But some have either lost their homes, have moved out, or maybe it, uh, left it to somebody else. Right. But that hardly happens. 
So the schools and communities first petition that just intends to close that loophole, leaving homeowners alone and selling it like, yeah, you know, your homeowner, your taxes, you're not going to be touched. But for commercial properties, you're going to be paying your fair share in taxes, which will lead to $11 billion in new revenue to California. So we can actually start, you know, libraries that need to be updated desperately, uh, being able to pay workers benefits and colas and things, all of that. All of yes. that. Teachers are underpaid. Aids oh, are underpaid. Wait, are you in the West County underpaid. School District? Yes, I no, am. Oh, I'm s- <laughs> sorry. It's good work. It's you know what? It's, 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 it better be. It's, it's <laughs> they got you working for slave wages. It's, it's good work. That attorney I, hit the West County School District and took over three hundred and some odd thousand dollars from that lawsuit to force them into districts. And yeah, and I've heard about all the other fun things that are happening mm. that are not so fun. <laughs> oh no, no! So many things, so many things are not so fun. I, <clears throat> I know that for my, my particular, uh, <clears throat> for my particular division. See, I'm a, I'm an instructional aide, right? So, I was told coming into this that in the '90s, they used to pay us more, arguably living wages. And then the district got into some financial trouble and they said, look, we're going to have to cut your wages until we can get out of debt and et cetera, et cetera. We're long past the debt. And it's like, uh, are we going to get paid the way we Nope, but nope. Okay. <laughs> the Teamsters Union, which hmm. took over about a year or so ago, has uh, made a few a few strides in, in helping us out. But I'm I'm kind of hoping that. The you team, know the Teamsters Union are helping you guys out. Well, we're we're Teamsters now. Before oh, we teamsters. were local one. They were, aren't they? Aren't and they then bankrupt we, now? Huh? Aren't they bankrupt now? The Teamsters. What Union? the Teamsters? Ah, they're mafia. Can't bankrupt the mafia. <laughs> That's just the paperwork. <laughs> That's just the pay. Yeah, I said it. I probably have uh, Louis the Knuckles <laughs> show up at my house tomorrow and be like, "What is it you were saying about the Teamsters on your show?" <laughs> and I'll be like, "Well, look, Louis, I." I, you know, I mean, come on, it's a podcast. It's hyperbole. Come on, buddy. You know, that's all well and good and everything, but is Louis the Knuckle going to come to my house just by association? Oh, I mean, no, you you're was there right. too. As long as you come to right. pizza. If anything, they'll come to your house. I just need to know how my Macaulay Coke in my home, you, just in case. Like. You got to understand how the mob works, though. They'll come to you, your politician, be like, hey, yeah. We do you a favor, you do us a favor. You want us to go visit somebody? You want us to go hold somebody by the ankles over the bay? We, you know what I mean? Just make sure you remember us when you get a little higher. You get a little. Like, what you want to run for? You want to run for president? We didn't. We didn't. We'll never pay Kennedy. for gasoline we again. We did one this for Kennedy. We do one. It's like, how about this? I I do want y'all to visit something. I want y'all to visit the exit door of my office. And if you want ankles in the bay, I suggest you head down to Keller's Beach, take your shoes and socks off, and walk up into your ankles into the bay. See how you like it. You might have been missing out on something this whole time. You've been providing the service. You've been denying yourself, sir. Meet the exit. Go to the beach. I swear, that is all I need you to do. And after that, never talk to me again. In the name of Jesus. 
His name was Melvin. <laughs> <laughs> he will be remembered. <laughs> After you tell him that. <laughs> oh, man. No, dude. Ah, man. I, they might actually respectfully walk out. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? That was really good. I'm on my way. I'll just say have a good day. You know, be blessed. <laughs> Would you like a coffee or a crumpet or the cards of other council members that want your favors? Because I certainly don't. But network, sir. The, the offices are right next to each other. Go next door. <laughs> Uh, you would not take that, but man, it's, it's crazy how so many others would like, oh yeah, you know what? <laughs> Go visit this guy named Melvin. <laughs> he's he's ruffling up some feathers that we don't. <laughs> oh, That's like, man, you know, there are people out there like John Powell who uh, works for Haas Institute for Fair and Inclusive Society. If you go to the their uh, website, you know, they've released a bunch of reports, especially really centered around Richmond, around gentrification, displacement studies yeah. on, you know, people's impacted. But because of some of those studies, John Powell came out to a few events and he said that because of the work that he does, he's actually gotten like real life death threats like to his house, like people sending him letters to his house and everything, mm. threatening his life. So, I mean, I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the. the this 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 track that people get in i just started in as an organizer you know i just described myself man i'm just i'm just a motherfucker trying to help i'm not the smartest person ever i just want to I, I see a good thing i feel good about this i work with people i see how something can help that's all i can do i if i can't fit in this one area where can i fit in yeah. to help push it forward at least that is it well, you need someone to yell, okay, I'll be a chant leader yell. You need somebody to drop off a letter, I'll drop off a letter. You need somebody to be at this meeting and work with people, okay, I'll do that. You need to facilitate a meeting, invite people out, okay, like that's mm. how I climbed up into this. Yeah. And I just still maintain that. I just do what I can when I can to help out and learn as I go and make the best possible decisions out of sometimes a very shitty situation. Yeah. And somewhere along the lines, though, I've heard of many folks that have gone into office and many of their supporters walk up and tell me like when I first met them, they were just great. Awesome. But somewhere along the lines, they got in that office and completely changed, even turned against me. Hmm. And, yeah. you know, people talk to you differently. Power corrupts, man. Yeah. Power corrupts, but also uh, changes people's communication of you too. Like yeah. everybody all of a sudden is very, very nice. At least everybody that wants something. Yeah. They're like very nice. They seem very, they're always very reasonable, but that's the game. You got to be nice and reasonable, represent your issues. And it could be easy to lose sight on what you first ran to begin with. I mean, we don't hold on to our ideals and values or it can be anybody's fool. And, you know, a lot of the issues we get in are not easy. They're complicated as right. hell. And no matter what anybody says to you, some of the issues we talk about, you can bring all the studies on the planet and all the people on the planet, but we're never really going to be able to predict what's going to happen until we make that decision and move forward. And sometimes because no one knows what's going to happen. And when issues get complicated, it's easy to get bought in into the whole, like, stop you know let's wait maybe let's study this issue here let's talk about it let's get stakeholders or whatever and it's always very reasonable of course it is but you got to ask yourself what are your values and what are you here to represent <laughs> like why did you come here to begin with how much are you willing to compromise yourself for this thing 
in order to pass it or just do you care at all <laughs> or how much do you actually care about it and me my values in the people i work with the folks i support the folks that have supported me and the folks that come from a place of just wanting to help the community and build a safer more sustainable affordable place to live that we can thrive in not have to suffer from impacts because big money says hey we need to do this thing but we will upgrade your tax revenue <laughs> we will open up these programs but we need to do this one thing that might hurt you <laughs> 40 50 years down the line but right now you're gonna get this we're gonna be counting on that we all gonna be gone by the time this decision is done <laughs> but you'll get this <laughs> i mean and that, that and, and, you know that sometimes it gets sold i get sold so many ideas like this is what's gonna benefit the community i'm like okay so that you actually talk to the community though about this benefiting <laughs> yeah. them because if you did not talk to them how do you know <laughs> yeah. have you ever heard of columbus i'm sure he thought he had a lot of benefits he brought with him too <laughs> he charted some maps that was a benefit but i don't think it ended very well <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not in the least. No. I mean, you know, the Italians got tomatoes out of it. I, as much as I love pasta, I don't know if all the misery and the indentured servitude really, you know, justifies that. But whatever. I mean, that was a I good tomato. I might get tomato, meatballs after but, the show. You know, that was a good tomato, but a tomato that I enjoyed maybe a week before spoiling versus chains and blisters and dirt on my hand and being whipped forever <laughs> I, yeah. that, 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 that was a benefit you brought the cost though not worth it maybe we not could worth it. not there, worth the marinade maybe we can negotiate maybe another bit? bowl of pasta would make me <laughs> you know I, I i mean if anything they got the better half of the deal you know, you know hey but you know i'll say this the indentured servitude the blip the the blisters and the chains only lasted for what a couple of generations we can still sit down today my friends at the macaroni grill and enjoy a plethora of tomato based inspired pasta outlasting the, the and chains. that is exactly how people talk to me about every issue like you know there's just kind of nothing we can do this is the best we can do though and hey we can enjoy a lot of this Right, but hey, even though you know a couple decades of indentured servitude with four hundred years of psychological torment, that <laughs> oh, why are you so angry? I don't know. My ancestors suffered a lot, and they just passed it on to me. <laughs> I'm working through it on their behalf. PTSD is hereditary. I was gonna ask you another question that um, in your work. Is there an organization that you see that's working within Richmond that's doing a lot of good that you want to like, you know, maybe if you oh. get elected that you would want to work with or, or um, <laughs> hopefully if you get elected, you could come back, you know? Well, like, I mean, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm that's like this why I said, you know, politicians are just people too. We yeah, ain't yeah. more special or more of an asshole than anybody else on this planet. You know, the, we are the person walking in a grocery store. Hopefully they rude. they're not rude. Hopefully they're nice. Maybe because I got one item to let me go ahead of the, <laughs> over their two baskets. I don't know. But that's all politicians are, right, too. They're right. just people. But they like to, th well, some of them like to think I'm special because I won a popularity contest. That means I'm important. No. Yeah. 
you just won a popularity contest and well, a couple of things you said were not completely integral, but people aren't going to follow up on this necessarily. So you just got away with it. <laughs> but hey, <laughs> I imagine it was so much easier back in the day when you had uh people running for office and they were they were going on railroad <laughs> and then you could go to one community and say i'm for the coal miners and i'm gonna do xyz and then you go to another community and then flip it completely differently yeah. and like just kind of hope that they're not reading each other's newspapers right because it's several hundred miles away you know and then oh wait he didn't do this when he got in office he didn't do this either well jesus <laughs> now, now you no got wonder. internet and background <laughs> yeah. checks and you social know, media and everything you like break it's just like whoa <laughs> Oh, 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 it's it it just a lot of ways to know about somebody real quick. I remember, I won't say the person's name, but one, <laughs> it was actually one dude that did that exact thing you said. He was saying all this stuff that they did, and out of nowhere, a video got posted. Oh. And they quoted his words and said, never did this, never did that, never did that. And the video was like going up and down, like just to show zoom in, zoom out, zoom in, <laughs> zoom out, just to really catch your attention. I was like, you see, that's the bad thing about social media. You got to be careful what you say because somebody will find you at another thing and be like, um, sir, I got another video saying you said the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'll never run for office. <laughs> Which is why telling the truth is important. See, you can run for office. All you have to do is be honest. And then if somebody asks you a hard question that you're not really for, but you don't want to disappoint, deflect with a joke. You're I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure there's videos it. out there of me having breakdowns. So, you know, Just I'd don't actively piss off people actively i mean like mm -hmm. you know if someone that's, talks mess about that's you, saturday night for me <laughs> no, it's, i'm kidding I'm well kidding. i mean <laughs> everybody has to have a saturday night yeah <laughs> no no i I, but I i work with a bunch of organizations all the time yeah. anyway like i work with ace uh, that's oh, who okay. i've worked with for over eight and a half years there's richmond progressive alliance there's urban tilt there's the california nurses association the seiu's mm -hmm. uh 10 to 1 uh, uh, safer turn project and man, so many people a pen like, there's so many like groups out there that have been doing local grassroots work and the rice center and everything like it's actually me staying connected with them that keeps me anchored in my values too because you know i try to have a good heart a good moral compass right. but I can't feel the same agitation for every issue that everybody else has. I have to work with people to understand, like, what is the severity of things that are happening and how important it is to, like, pass this public policy or take action and exhibit X, Y, or Z. You got to work with people. You got to work with the folks with those experience. Like, I can read about it. I can see the data and, you know, schematics or whatever, but, you know, the personal experience, like the stuff that people see at home, the stuff people are living with every day, that's the reason to do stuff. That's the reason to fight for anything. It's not what's said on paper is what's actually happening. Yeah. Well, let me well, ask you, as you mentioned about reading schematics and I've never, I mean, I don't think it's ever come up in any, in any media that I've seen where anyone in your position has been asked this question people just assume okay well they're knowledgeable so what or people assume oh they went to whatever ivy league or, or, or so what but i i will ask you 
how do you do your research for the laws that come up for the props? I mean, wh- where do you where do you go? Do you just Google it, I, I, or <laughs> or are you old school? Do you go in and you look at the old law books and what, what, what's your process? Well, me because I yourself? because I've been doing this work for eight years and I've connected with a vast variety of group of organizations. A lot of the stuff out there is very very complicated, but there are people that care about the issues who i can recognize their values and everything that i can talk and ask questions about you know their recommendations on this issue or that one because more than likely i'm pushing for an issue too that i'm going to want them to support and then they're going to come back and be Mm -hmm. like well can you support these props or that prop so like even in the last election there was a couple of the props to do with the hospitals and like staffing at the uh you know staffing at the hospitals too mm-hmm. and the kind of funding that came in the dialysis one too mm-hmm. and that one got so many like mixed views from the various commercials and medias that came out to where i was confused and i actually had to consult with like folks that i know in the healthcare field who have been like fighting like save doctor's hospital or stopping jail expansions i'm like if they're that down i can talk to them and get an honest answer here yeah yeah so yeah, I mean, you gotta like you gotta go out and do the research, and I've had to too. And sometimes I've had like voter recommendation cards from like a research team or folks that were really, you know, into an issue that they would talk to me. So when it finally came down to voting, I had what I need. But it is tough because you can never really predict how many things are going to be on the ballot, hmm. and you can never really predict how many things are going to be controversial on a ballot. I mean, sometimes you got the crazy ones, like, hey, require pornos to have condoms. That was in the 2016 ballot when I ran. That was a proposition on a state ballot. It's the pornos, only thing I voted for. No, pornos need condoms. <laughs> yes. Safety for the worker, right. Yeah. But at the same time, we were talking about pornos for condoms and legalizing marijuana. People had their priorities in 2016. And we elected Donald Trump too. Maybe that wasn't a good year. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I won, but ultimately, like the stuff I'm thinking about is like, yo, people are dying. Yeah, we got homelessness out here. Uh, we got that's, a shortage. Yeah. We got people being taken advantage of every single day. But let's talk about condoms and porno <laughs> is that really what we're voting on in 2016 and and you know yeah this is the kind legalizing of marijuana society yes let's do that on. but how about along with legalizing that marijuana mm. we release the people that got locked up for yes. possession of it for having oh, like barely a dime sack and yeah. they still serving x amount of years because of it like i mean the priorities that you'll find out there, some of them are ridiculous, and it's like, hey, why well, well, why aren't we talking about this? But that's the other reason, like, why to get involved. Like, this Schools and Communities First petition is taking a statewide coalition of people constantly reaching out to more groups, stakeholders, or just people in general with a good compass to get this on the ballot, aiming to gather almost more than a million signatures just to make sure it qualifies by March like that's yeah. but this is the people that cared and they did the research or they reached out to people to do the research to bring this information together and they had to build power from a grassroots level a lot of this stuff like takes time too like it really takes a lot of time and it's frustrating and tedious which is why i recommend like just have an issue that you care about and just 
lead from where you're at and grow from there. Don't try to lead from where somebody else is at. If you're good at one thing and not good at the other, be good at your thing and find somebody else who is good at the other that gives a damn just as much as you. Teamwork makes the dream work after all. So if you don't know how to answer an issue on your ballot, I'm sure you know somebody in your network, maybe somebody in Canada, yeah, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) that can give you a good old information Mm -hmm. in order to vote the right way. Of course. course. So it seems like, as you mentioned, you, you, uh, uh, someone who's in office is a person just like the rest of us. It seems like your method of doing things. I like coffee too. Same thing that I, I'm capable of doing too. It's like, oh yeah, I've done similar research. I may not have access to the teams and the vast amounts of organizations fl- probably f- flooding me with pamphlets, but you know, looking up an issue, it's like any anybody. That's the beautiful. That's the beautiful thing about our democracy is that anyone can go out and do their research and be an, an informed voter. And I also have a yeah. fun one, too. A, mm. The one that kind of makes it a little easier, too. Mm. Um, because you do get flooded with all that mail, sometimes just look at the back on the proposition and just see who's paying for this. Ah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> like, once you find that suspicious motherfucker, like, oh, no sorry, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it's hard because you got two on each side, yeah. and that's when you got to ask a friend. But when it says paid for by Chevron, well, oh no, well, can Chevron? Maybe if you charge one twenty-five for gas instead of sending me this, we might have a conversation about <laughs> me supporting this. But until then, sorry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nope. That, you know, I, I really appreciate you taking taking the time. To, I'm gonna, I, I I do feel like it, it, I mean more than ever now that I'm getting older more of a responsibility to, to pay we attention. Ain't Thirty yet? Hold on, uh, slow down. Well, you know what? Now when that I, I'm getting I, when I when I heard about <laughs> you, me like the twilight is no, right no, here. No, no. <laughs> when I mean, I'm 33. So. I know. When, when I heard about you know that you were doing all your work and. And I heard about you when I was like hungover and like I couldn't find my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're running, you're doing, you know what you were doing. I heard about it like, oh man, like that guy's my age. Like, can somebody help me find my shirt? <laughs> That's cool, no, man. I, 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 I got to tell you, I've been involved. It's, it's weird. I, I don't. Spoiler alert. I don't actually. I sometimes forget that I am not. A Richmond resident. As involved as I am in the city of Richmond, like, I went to school in Richmond. I graduated from Kennedy High School. It's my alma mater. You know, and then during that time, there was the Richmond City Youth Council. They had cobbled together, and I was in yeah. that with uh, uh, Derek. Uh, oh, what's his last? I can't think of his last name right now. Oh, well. Um, Derek Brock, right? He was he was involved in that. Um, Dorian Schaefer, you know. And I was getting – I was involved in these – local uh, regular meetings and very very passionate for a while and i think the first time i met you was at at ace yeah 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 it's the next since 2011 yeah yeah richmond first day and um <laughs> it's you know and then with with go to work fitness which is a show i co-produce a lot of the stuff that we do is uh, some of the stuff that we do is very within the richmond community that is moving forward for our future we'll mm-hmm. film an episode about that there's we mentioned alamo brown earlier uh every year he has the soulful softball sunday we are also there for that and it's like man if i you know, sometimes I think to myself, I, and I've been involved in the community so long, if I could move here, I'd run for city council myself. <laughs> yeah, I talked about that. We talked about that. Yeah. yeah. Well, Shoot, or or at least work, or at least like work uh, in some capacity in someone's office. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you know that's 
And that's actually a good thing. Like, I've always told people, like, anybody can run, even if I disagree with you. If you want to run, that is your right. right. Just know what you're signing up for. Because sometimes it sounds like, you know, it's all fun. Like, shit, I'm just going to run for council. That like, sounds fun. Like, I've seen people say they want to run because, you know, it sounds like a fun idea. Why not? But, I mean, it's a serious, it's like a serious thing. And it does take a lot out of somebody. So... I never discourage anybody from running, even if they could threaten my position. I'm like, you know, being ethical can be a motherfucker sometimes. I'm like, <laughs> no, I, yeah. like, who am I to tell somebody not to run because right. it could threaten me? If you want to run, then if people like you more, well, that's the <laughs> democracy and the values that we have built ourselves on. And you will reap what you sow one way or another. Would that be a good thing or a bad thing? I prefer a nice little fuzzy quilt, you know, to keep me warm at night. It's kind of cold. We've been having the cold spikes. That's what I want to, that's yeah. what I want sowed out of yeah. things I reap. I want it to be comfortable and right. nice. And I can confidently say none of the issues, all the issues I've worked on have had some sort of support in yeah. one one capacity or another. And there are things that I've supported. I've never had to really, at all, like, compromise on the way I felt about something. Or if I, at most, I abstained from it after saying my opinion <laughs> yeah you know I like think, i'm gonna go i'm gonna go out but i ain't going out quietly <laughs> one thing that i that i oh, sorry about that oh, oh it's all good that's my fault i was just, i think that it's all about you know putting yourself in a position to do the most good like i wouldn't think about my own hometown because so serena what are the city council people talking about over there well mrs mervyn's cat got into the yard again <laughs> and we need to pass a new edition we need to find new ways like, to get richmond people out of here <laughs> partying late nights and it's like they're good that town is good <laughs> you know there's nothing there's there's no need one thing that i that i do care about a lot is 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 uh <laughs> um because richmond is is a is a hub for for the arts you know for a lot of artistic people that just come <laughs> yes yes it is it that's, is i have an interesting relationship with art that's why it's that and i see that a lot of the people who are involved like one, one particular name um uh mikey ramen i'm sure you know that guy right yeah and i, okay. I definitely know mikey okay ramen. okay uh, he's the one person that your name came up and it's like yeah this guy is for you know He's for the arts. That's 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 where the conversation kind of went with him and I. That you're you're. I wonder what he's basing that on. I mean, I'm not saying I'm against the arts. Right, I'm right, just right, like right. I'm like maybe conversation. I didn't. I, 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 we've talked about. I'm, I've talked about a few things with him. I've been yeah. at the bike shop. Right. I've talked about the burnt ramen with him. I haven't ever necessarily. I didn't talked want to. About, I didn't want to mention that, but yeah, I, yeah, I haven't. Was, I, ha I haven't necessarily <laughs> talked about the arts with him, but yes, I. I yeah, I, 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 sorry, I, I'm thinking out loud. I was like, wait, when, yeah. what was you and I talking about arts and crafts I, and drawing I, and stuff? <laughs> what was I was like well, supporting hey, artists? It was more of a supporting yeah, yeah, artist, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it is. I mean, <laughs> these guys are based out of there. They, they, you know, I, I there's a, a lot of most of the people that we've had on are from Richmond, and it's it, it's it's a good thing that's coming out of there based on like the history you know that that it's had is turning a negative into a positive um and that's one thing that i am passionate about and i i see that you're connected with a lot of these people that are mm -hmm. doing all that um what was I? I was, I was gonna tie this. Basically, I'm thinking of ways to ask him for stuff that I want when he's in office. 
you could just example, do, you could try the like the, the direct re- approach to like hey yo hey this yeah. is what i care about <laughs> what are your thoughts well <laughs> this, like for example a perfect example of this the bridge storage art space yeah. places like that are man the, the you know they they especially for us oh the the and not just for us but for the community in general the potential the, oh yeah right for something to like that have to a go place big. to go express yourself why should and, oakland have all the fun exactly fox theater school let's get something popping off here in the rich yep oh, bridge art space is like an amazing place like actually amazing. tanya polito like whenever she oh, yeah. was releasing her book like mm-hmm. that's where she yep. held it at and i mean i got to know the bridge art space a lot through urban tilth because they would throw these uh, winter solstice yeah. parties over yeah. there so i would just like get on my bicycle and just ride on down <laughs> and everything and not drink at the time <laughs> and, and awkwardly socialize with people because i had a lot of social anxiety still do but it's easy when people talk to me because i can just like okay well here's my opinion <laughs> you're actively asking it. <laughs> yeah but so that's you're engaging oh, yeah. yes yeah. like oh, i yeah. feel comfortable now he who throw the cast the first stone i won't cast the first one but i'll throw it back at you just depends on how hard you throw it at me catch go. or an assault <laughs> still throw it at a cat no not right. the cats <laughs> animal level <laughs> yeah yeah no <laughs> that that to me man that's something that I, I i i do feel passionate about because you know a lot of that keeps people out of trouble and it brings people together and and like i I, we do events at bridge Mm -hmm. and it's like people from north and central and point richmond coming together all in one place and and it's this weird little you know we live so close to each other (laughs) but yet it's a whole different world that we're living in Uh, yeah i've never been able to like uh uh, that's uh, it's always interesting when people bring that part up to me like being north central south uh, because i mean i recognize it uh, mm. but you know i remember people gang banging over the apartment complexes they lived in <laughs> yeah. like the crescents versus yeah. the temples it was like this is public housing like <laughs> it's right. like their public housing as though they were like these weird like in high, yeah like high school and everything like i'm from the temple like, like i was like yeah that's, but i mean the interesting thing with me is when i grew up it was like there was like a lot of bullying like yeah. i never really felt accepted anywhere so whether i was a north central or south i was just expecting someone just to talk mess about me anyway right, you right, know right. yeah be expected to like have to defend myself and some sort of sort of altercation like i remember someone got in a fight i got jumped because i said i was from richmond and because they were like no no which part i'm like man i'm just from richmond who cares what part trying to go home (laughs) and the reason we fought is because he laid his hands on me i'm like i don't care if your friend is here don't touch me sir (laughs) just don't touch me this may be a bad decision on my part but do not touch me i'm sorry like who are you? <laughs> if only you knew 10 years from now, I'm have Louis come pay you a visit. <laughs> Remember me, motherfucker. Don't, don't you know that? Don't you know the Teamsters is my friends in two weeks? Like, what are you talking? Got rid of Hoffa. Oh, oh man, man, I I really I want to wish you luck for your 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 upcoming campaign, and uh, you know you. we'll we'll support you for sure here at the Voice Party, and 
really appreciate you taking time to come on and talk to us, man. This has been fun. Yeah, of course. And if there's any controversial issues coming into coming election, because it's 2020 with a Oompa Loompa as a president going up, <laughs> schools and communities first, which is the <laughs> biggest thing that this country is going to see in terms of corporate spending. So much controversy this year. If you want somebody to talk about it, I, oh, you know, dude, whenever I got oh, the time, I'm like, okay. We would love to have you back. I, Here's I, what's happening today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I'm always game to talk about about the, his, the, the history-making <laughs> first orange-skinned president of the United States. Hold on, that's, that was insulting to the Oompa Loompas. The Oompa Loompas were not evil. Hey. <laughs> you're, saying not, you're saying he's not an Oompa Loompa? I'm, I was all excited when he was being elected. I was like, first Oompa Loompa elected to there look at those people just they going from yeah. chocolate factory slaves to presidents <laughs> you can too he's like he made it out like i'm tired of that elevator flying candy cane walking person charlie, i'm going to the top charlie let him go <laughs> no we got to blame it on charlie thank you charlie but charlie probably fired all of them that's what happened so. <laughs> yep and then this is what happens you got someone that just says you're fired because he's still going through his trauma <laughs> and decides to just make sure that the world wants to say to America you're fired the longer he continues we have got to get rid of him for our own safety that is just I, I, this in this case it's just for our safety that's what we need people like you in there. that's what hopefully this I don't want a black don't keep that oh, under, I don't want no black paper bags like you know we already got the mobsters are gonna be coming talking to him the or messing with the teepsters now you're saying that's why we need you the black bags will come but the only black bags i'm worried about is where i'm washing my laundry oh, out can we man. not please yeah. all right, all right. one thing at a time okay. it's 2020 okay. 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 Well, <laughs> if anything they'll dock my pay a couple days. <laughs> no but it that's is what they call taxes there you go <laughs> jesus <laughs> i hope uh we'll release this after after he gets elected <laughs> or just at those parts that you feel like might piss a few two dozen people off or taken out of context maybe just omit a voiceover just say mm. all right just to refresh our listeners when is the election coming up for you uh 2020 in november this year the first particular oh. date i actually have not looked at my calendar but primaries this year is in march not june so for those of y'all that want to go vote in the primary it's happening in march not june okay 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 all right cool yeah, yeah. all righty man man thank you for thank you for stopping by man all right perfect. You got any any last thing you want to you want to address or you want to the final thought that you have <laughs> Uh, moral of this conversation is is that <laughs> politicians may think they're special, but they're only people too like me. So therefore, just let them know that they're not special, but if they earned your vote, then they deserve it. <laughs> Doesn't get better than that. Wow, yeah, truer words have never been spoken. Thank you for being on the show. Yeah, dude. Mr. Melvin Willis. Hey, man, that's... That, there are people... And don't be afraid to ask them to come on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Thank you for coming, man. Invite, invite the other, invite the whole council wow. one at a time, though, because you know otherwise that's a brown act. Then you got to yeah. invite people to your house and everything for that's an official true. public meeting mm-hmm. at your podcast. I don't know if you want all that. <laughs> a Palpatine no. and uh, <laughs> the Palpatines and the Gandalf, a couple of tree beards. <laughs> all right, man. That's been the voice party. We're out. <laughs> all right.